These are challenging times, but you don't have to navigate them alone. Welcome to How Can I Help? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst, and best-selling author. And I'm here every week to answer your most pressing questions, hopefully with understanding, insight, and advice. Thanksgiving is a time when basically every American, regardless of religion, celebrates the holiday. The holiday is centered around being together with family and sharing time and a meal together. Because it is the family day of the year, when there is family from who you are estranged, potentially, you tend to feel the hurt and the loss more acutely. Similarly, when there is family for whom you have tremendous anger and hostility, coming together for the holiday can be excruciatingly stressful. So today, I'm answering a question from a listener about how to handle a difficult situation in the family as Thanksgiving approaches. Many family members in this country have had some sort of falling out where they no longer have contact. Many siblings have become estranged. Adult children no longer speak to their parents. Even exes can be completely emotionally separate, despite having children in common. Siblings are a unique and wonderful relationship. They are your peers, yet your family, and they really get where you came from. But siblings can have a total falling out over care for aging parents, fighting over a parent's will, siding after a parent's divorce, or even slow drifting apart after a lack of a bond forming when they grew up. I have seen numerous people where they have not spoken to their sibling for many years. Adult children can also have a rupture in their relationship with their parents because they cannot negotiate the changes that occur when the child grows up and now have different points of view from their parent. Sometimes the terms of a divorce are so horrible that former spouses cannot find any kind of relationship. And despite having children together, they cannot find any kind of relationship between them. It is true that some relationships are so totally destructive to one or both parties that it is better not to have one at all. However, many more people have split for reasons that could be worked on and bettered if they would let themselves realize how much the relationship really matters to them. Sadly, I have seen many people who later in life have woken up to realize that they have lost out on an important person in their life and now most of their life has gone by. Don't let this be you. Siblings, parents, and even exes with whom you have shared a lot of life or your children are valuable and enriching parts of your life. You share a life narrative with some people that no matter what, you can't share with someone else because of the length of time, because of the stages of life that you knew them in. 
whether it is something specific you have argued over and become estranged about, or whether you have simply drifted apart, there is no better time than the present to work towards reconciliation. And the holiday may provide just such an occasion. So with that, let's turn to my listener's question and ask, how can I help? Dear Dr. Saltz, my adult brother and I have handled a number of issues related to the pandemic very differently. In a way, this is not really that surprising because we have for many years not necessarily seen eye to eye on things like politics or ways to raise our kids or how much to be involved with mom and dad. But we have always come together for family holidays. And though it can be tense sometimes, we manage, and it feels important. But this year, we have had some really big blowouts, mostly related to my unwillingness to get together or be unmasked with my parents, who I fear putting at risk of COVID, and my brother's feeling that I was being ridiculous and overly afraid, and my feeling that he was being careless and putting us all at risk. With Thanksgiving coming up, I'm really distraught about what to do. I do feel at this point with my family all vaccinated and my parents vaccinated and boosters and rates in our area being pretty low, that it is okay to get together. But it now feels so tenuous with my brother. We have said harsh things to each other, and to be honest, I'm still angry, and I can tell, so is he. If politics come up, there is bound to be a blow-up. If how to handle the pandemic comes up, I think the same will happen. I feel very torn. Not having them would be a real break with every year preceding it. And I feel like it would be a statement of our not being able to get along. But having them feels scary and awful. Can you help me? Even before the pandemic, issues of family discord can really get heightened at holiday time. Because it feels like it's supposed to be, and historically has been, a time of being together and expressing a lot of family love. And any unloving feelings, therefore, can feel extremely discordant, even though the reality is that most families have some disagreements. It likely matters a lot to not only you, but your parents, that for this occasion, you do come together and that you still are able to be a family. I would advise you to start talking to your brother now, today, in a non-on-the-offense and non-on-the-defense sort of way. That means avoid saying things like, you said this, or I am mad at this, but instead saying things like, how can we be together? I want to be together. And Rather than going back and rehashing the year and the hurt, 
establish a few ground rules to make it a higher likelihood of success for the day. How Can I Help with Dr. Gail Saltz? We'll be back after this short break. If you say to your brother, hey, whatever's gone on, I love you and I want us to be able to have this relationship. So let's not wait till the day where we have a lower probability of things working out, but let's talk about how we can work it out. So meet for coffee, have a phone call, start with you love him and he is your brother and you want to be together as a family for the holiday. Ask him if he would like this too. Because of course, at the end of the day, it does take two to tango. Acknowledge that you have differences. And however, on this day, and by the way, I would not make it for longer than an afternoon and dinner at most. Pressing it with more and more time together is likely to make it not go well. But that this is a day, and on this day, you can agree to not air your big differences, that perhaps you can have dinner with no discussion of politics and not a discussion of the pandemic, and just agree to have certain topics that you won't talk about. Then I would really advise you to come armed with some topics that are good to talk about. They could be really mundane, like, what are you liking watching on television these days? Or what do you think about, I don't know, global warming, if you know that's not going to be a particularly hot button topic. Or tell me about what's going on with your job. Basically, come up with a list of good things to talk about where you don't have major issues of disagreement. Talk about how you'll talk about those in advance. Tell your parents the ground rules because they can help or they can hurt. And it's really important to have everybody a little bit get on board with the helping. Explain that keeping the peace is really the goal of this meal so that you can enjoy the positive aspects of the relationship. Tell your kids, which I'm assuming at this point from what you're saying are old enough to understand, hey, we're not going to bring up the election. We're not going to bring up what happened in the past with the vaccine. Sometimes you can explain to them, we make ground rules because in the long run, it's better for the relationship. Explain this as putting the relationship in front, prioritizing him and your love for him. This is something that everybody can understand, including yourself. These preset talks can lay the groundwork for having a good dinner. It will also tell you in these pre-talks if he's willing to make any concession at all for the day. Obviously, if he is unwilling to steer clear of the things that are likely to set you all off, and he is only willing to come under the guise that you agree with him on these topics that you obviously don't agree with him on, then that will tell you that perhaps this isn't going to be doable. And frankly, it's better to be forewarned and set up something different for the day. But I would say that if you lead with your love for him and your wish that you do want to spend time with him and have it be pleasant for both of you, 
this is likely to be more doable and you are extending an olive branch to do so and avoiding a toxic experience for everyone. I hope that was helpful. It is never too late. Many people stop themselves from trying to either reconcile or make a relationship better. One, because they feel it has been too long a period of time, so there is no hope or no point or it's not worth it. But this could not be more untrue. Usually what it takes is one person reaching out to the other to break the ice. And then you'll be moving towards a relationship. So no matter how long it's been, I really urge you to try once again to extend that olive branch and say, hey, I know it's been a long time, but I'd like to try to find our way back. Can we try to make this work? Next, make the first move. Often anger and pride get in the way of taking the first step. And somebody has to take the first step or nothing ever happens. You would be shocked how often just making the first call or writing the first letter is responded to with, oh, I am really glad you called or emailed. I have been thinking about you too. Of course, at some point, it must be a two-way street. And if the other person won't allow you back in, then of course it won't work. But usually it has more to do with starting a process than not being able to complete one. Next, take responsibility for your part. It always takes two to tango, and somewhere in what happened, you own a part of it. So rather than being defensive or accusatory, it's always helpful to own up for your part of it. This will pave the way for hurts to be overcome and progress forward to be made. Keep the door open. Sometimes the other person may not be able to respond right away to your olive branch. This does not mean that they will never be able to. They may just need to mull over your gesture for a little while and then respond. So if they don't immediately try not to get angry and chew them out in the moment, tell them you understand, they have to think about it, and you are there if they can talk later. If you leave the door open, they may come through it later. And lastly, discuss stressful issues before the holidays. If the problem is more that something has been brewing between you, do not leave it until the big day where the tension is already high and you will likely blow up on that day and ruin it for everyone. Meet before and discuss the tough issue so that it will at least have been discussed and you may be able to put it aside for the holiday and enjoy what you can of each other. Do you have a problem I can help with? If so, email me at howcanihelp at senecawomen.com. All centers remain anonymous and listen every Friday to How Can I Help? with me, Dr. Gail Saltz.